I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So happy Friday. I have some very exciting news for you guys. News Du Jour is actually partnering with Liquid IV to bring you guys a 20% discount on your purchase. In case you somehow have never heard of Liquid IVs, I use them all the time, and they are basically a hydration multiplier. Having a chronic illness, I always have them on hand, and my friends can attest that I never travel without them. They are convenient and come in amazing flavors for summer like watermelon, strawberry lemonade, and guava. If you're laying out or going out or just trying to live a little bit healthier, Liquid IV helps your efforts to go even further with essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. They actually have three times the electrolytes of a typical sports drink and come in a convenient package that you can just toss in your purse or in your pocket. Use code DUJOUR, that's D-U-J-O-U-R, to get a 20% off discount when you order online. Happy shopping. And when you order with our code, you help to support our show. So stock up, babes. It's actually such a perfect day to run that ad too because, guys, it's the weekend. We all got to hydrate up if we're going to go drink at all. I know I will definitely be drinking. One of my besties is going to be in town, so I'm headed up to Tulsa to meet her. Um, She's coming in from California, so it has been a minute since I've seen her, and I'm so excited to celebrate her because she's pregnant. Anywho, Today, what we're going to go over is the Daniel Penny indictment, Supreme Court upholding native adoption laws, and South Korea using food scraps in some pretty creative ways to combat climate change. Let's jump into it. So first up, Daniel Penny indictment. On Wednesday, a grand jury in New York indicted Daniel Penny, the young veteran who killed a homeless man on the subway earlier this year. So this was a case that really, you know, set people off in a bunch of different directions because it was a little bit complicated, a little bit in this gray area. We don't know the exact charges yet. Those will come out when he appears for his arraignment. But the medical examiner has actually ruled that the manner of death for Jordan Neely was homicide. If you guys remember, the whole incident was actually captured on video, so I'm sure that that will provide a lot of essential evidence and probably play a big part in a trial should it get to that point. Penny, as we have mentioned before, lawyered up almost immediately with these attorneys who were themselves military veterans. They're very high-profile attorneys in New York. 
He has also been receiving financial help from strangers online in the form of a give, send, go, which is kind of like GoFundMe, and it's raised almost $3 million already. People online are actually praising his actions, saying that he was protecting the passengers on the subway from Jordan Neely. But the witnesses that day said that Neely had not become violent, nor was he threatening anyone. Penny acted as a vigilante, and that's just not safe for a society, and it's not how the law works. All of the details, I'm sure, will be hashed out in court, though, and they will get to the bottom of whether or not Neely was actually posing a threat to the people on the subway that day. And we will definitely be sure to keep you guys posted as this case unfolds. So next up, Supreme Court upholding native adoption laws. So there was a law passed back in 1978 that basically protects the tribe's rights to keep adoptable children within the tribal community. Obviously, native people want native children to grow up within their traditions and cultures. As varied as the different tribes might be, it is important to these communities that the children be raised by someone who has the same past, who looks like them, and can help them navigate the challenges of growing up native in the modern United States. The case was brought before the Supreme Court because there was a white family in Texas that wanted to adopt a native child, and five tribes went to bat together against this adoption. The Supreme Court sided with the tribes. The white couple's attorneys argued that there was a racially motivated law that violates equal protection. But the tribes made the point that they are not racial entities, but rather political ones. Tribes are supposed to be sovereign. And I say supposed to be because they are often not treated that way, even though that's what they had been promised. And that was made clear by this case. Challenges to their sovereignty persist into today's day and age. As we have discussed a lot on this show, taking Native children away from their roots is a long-standing issue across North America. So this case probably hit home for a lot of Native communities, even outside of the U.S., And I'm glad to say that their loss does not have to continue and that they can know their rights to raise their own children is protected and respected by the highest court in the land. Okay, and last up today, we're going to discuss South Korean food scraps combating climate change. So in case you didn't know, Food waste is one of the biggest contributors to climate change. When your food scraps go into a landfill, they rot and they release methane, which is a major contributor to the warming of our planet and thus the climate crisis. So South Korea did what they do best, you guys. They got creative. They are repurposing their food scraps in a bunch of different ways. They have been able to keep 90% of their food waste, 90% you guys, out of landfills by using it to feed livestock, heat homes, and as fertilizer. That methane that is released can actually be put to good use, you guys. It heats thousands of homes in South Korea instead of heating our planet. 
And the food waste itself is incredibly rich in vitamins, minerals, protein, and fiber, making it an ideal supplement for both animals and plants. They made it illegal to send food waste to landfills back in 2005, actually, due to a bad smell. You see, Koreans use a lot of stews when it comes to cooking, and with all that liquid in their food, the food waste was actually causing a terrible odor. So they developed ways of managing the waste so that it didn't involve tossing it in a landfill. And it ends up being great for everyone. The process reduces emissions on a much larger scale than a lot of other efforts. I personally think at the end of the day, there isn't going to be one solution to the climate crisis. It's going to be a lot of different efforts working in tandem. And obviously, this one has been incredibly effective. I know Devin and I already compost our food waste and we use it in the garden. And that is a super easy way to help combat climate change all while actually improving the environment in your own garden. So it's a total win-win. I have posts about that on my social media on how I compost and what composter I use. So go check that out if you're if you're looking for that. If you can't find it, feel free to DM me, but it's a total win-win. Happy composting, and that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Taking care of the environment is not merely an obligation. The environment is our life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugar-free media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh. oh.